Hey, everybody. Hi, everybody. From Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm not Dan. I'm Adam. (laughs) That just completely threw me off. (laughs) (laughs) Coming off script, I'm already off script. Yeah, oh my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. Coming up on today's episode, we have a special segment. uh, From from, Dan, yeah. From Dan, yeah. And uh, so that'll be kind of fun. It's an interview that uh, he did, uh, that he did with his friend Jim um, in anticipation of his being out of town. That's why. Where is he? That's why he's not here. Uh, he's in Mexico. Oh wow! Lucky. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it's all right. We get to go to San Francisco tomorrow. Ooh yeah. yeah. We'll probably talk more about that later. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but anyways, so here's the deal. Um, maybe some of you can recognize Adam's voice. Through, through all the garbling, all the little... garbling voicemail, whatever. Because you guys so... kind of pretended like you didn't know me. <laughs> so like com- it, I know. Com- I'm, I'm, I'm going to come clean oh, here. Oh boy. Oh, Adam is. <laughs> Adam's a friend. Adam's a coworker of mine, yes. and uh, and we um, kind of. Well, he 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 had been listening to the podcast, and I was just like, Adam, we're wanting people to call in. Yes, I don't know that people fully or know what it is that we're looking for. And I was yelling and out loud enough it. when I was listening to the show. I'd be walking my dogs, and I'm like, Oh, but you guys should have said this, or you should. <laughs> and so that's why, you know, when you're like, We have a call in thing, I was like, Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm totally going to do it. And yeah. So and yeah. then, but then I didn't know you guys were going to pretend like Adam calling from we're not sure where. And I was like, Oh, that's <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> And then I, I was don't, like, we didn't even really talk about it. Yeah. And so like in the episode, we we're like recording and then all of a sudden we're like looking at each other going, wait, do we know him or not? But I love that then when like you <laughs> suggested me coming and sitting in for Dan, Dan's response was like a producer from Lost. He's like, but continuity, everyone knows that, right? Like, <laughs> that we he's don't like, know oh, concerned about the plot of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So anyways. <laughs> So I don't think it's that big of a deal. Nah. I don't think our listeners are going to be all that upset at us or anything. It's probably Hopefully fine. Not. Yeah, probably fine. Um, and uh, so anyways, welcome. Thank you. Um, Thanks for having me. This yeah, is really exciting. Of yeah. I'm nervous. Is that weird? That is a little weird. I know. Yeah, because we're sitting in a studio that you've been in I know. a bunch. Yeah, but this is like, this, and... is your, this is your house now. Like it's your, <laughs> it's your space. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Thank you so much for letting me be on. Well, yeah, definitely. Of course. Um, and, and for those of you out there in, uh, our listeners, uh, you shouldn't really, I mean, the format's going to be pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, the difference being the main difference being that, uh, of course that, um, instead of like, uh, what Mormons believe or something like that for our last segment, we're going to be doing that interview thing. Right. So that's, that's really the only yeah. big difference today. Is so, that the point where I pull out an acoustic guitar and go, well, Frank, actually <laughs> I've got a couple things planned. <laughs> well, if you want to. I, I didn't suppose. really write a song. No. Okay. All right. Well, I think you said you, you kind of wanted to get I think started, that this right? one's a doozy. You okay. know, when you're looking at sort of like picking out articles to sort of uh, uh, talk about on the episode, and you always want to find that really great icebreaker one, and uh, it's all in the headline, isn't it? So here we go. Pennsylvania judge dismisses case against Muslim accused of attacking atheists dressed as, quote, zombie Muhammad. <laughs> um God. So apparently, I guess the gist of the story is that last October, uh, this this guy, Ernest Purse, 
uh, was in a Halloween parade as part of the Parading Atheists of Central Pennsylvania. Oh, no. Okay. And there's a video. There's actually a video attached to the article, but it's very dark and you can't tell what's going on. And you can tell the guy made it on iMovie, which I thought was really funny for some reason. <laughs> it's got the logo. Yeah. The it's like these, you know, these words like <laughs> swoop in that say, watch me get attacked by this Muslim. Like it's really <laughs> ridiculous. So, but you can't, it's really grainy. You can't see what's going on. Okay. But, um, you know, he's he's walking along and he's screaming out, I'm zombie Muhammad. I'm zombie oh Muhammad. God. And he's got a sign around him just in case anyone <laughs> missed it that says zombie Muhammad of Islam. Oh. Um, and there's another guy in front of him that's that's a that's a zombie pope. And so there's this whole crew of these guys oh, doing okay. this. And um, somewhere along through the procession, Talag Elbayomi, a Muslim immigrant who is. Uh, uh, standing in the crowd, ran out and started choking this guy. Oh my god! And trying to rip off his zombie Muhammad of Islam sign. Whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, first of all, I should be laughing right now because that's really funny. But um, <laughs> this—we haven't even said, gotten to the you, story no, no, no. yet. You said that the judge dismissed yes this case. Yes. So okay, that's what, that's need, what I'm I need, saying. I need more. This Tell is still more. subtext. We yeah. haven't even gotten to the story. So after all this happens, <laughs> the guy makes an iMovie of it, right? Oh like he posts it up and um, and he presses assault charges against uh, Talag Ebayomi. Yeah. Then it goes to court and Judge uh, uh, Mark Martin, um, Cumberland County Magistrate uh, District Judge Mark Martin, dismisses the charges against this Muslim immigrant. For assault, uh, saying <laughs> okay. the case represents Wait. one man's oh. word against the other and that the video is inadmissible. And he threw the case out. What? Now, aren't there witnesses? I mean, there's witnesses. There were witnesses. This is a parade. This guy, Judge Martin, claims oh that he's he's he spent seven and a half years living in other countries and you know what you've done is you've completely trashed their essence their being and they find it very offensive if i were a muslim i'd find it offensive but you have the right but you're way outside the boundaries of first amendment rights what by being offensive but isn't that the whole point of those rights is that it doesn't matter if you find it offensive you can't choke other people yeah the you can say whatever you want. Like yeah. the, 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 the Muslim guy, he could have come back and he could have gotten in the guy's face and gotten all verbal scream all over his ass. Scream you know? away. Scream, scream, scream. Yeah. Freedom of speech. But he's the one who escalated it. He's the one who took it yes. up a step. And put and- his hands <laughs> on zombie Muhammad. <laughs> I mean, and don't get me wrong. The... Zombie Muhammad is a full-on prick. Like, that is on that level of that same thing we always talk – that you guys always talk about and I always think about, which is, like, be outspoken. Do your thing. But do you really expect to not have somebody possibly come out and attack you by being Zombie Muhammad? I mean, this is the thing that journalists have been killed for less than this. Yeah. but Right? And so, I mean, hmm. there is at least some level of, like – I look at it and I'm like, I mean – you can't be that shocked that somebody showed up and started hitting you. No. You, you really can't. Okay. But not being shocked 
is totally different than a judge. Oh, no. I'm saying, oh, well, it's okay. No, I completely like, agree. I'm just like. Oh, we need to respect their culture and this and that. And know, I totally we have a culture agree. of freedom of speech exactly. in this country. And that's actually in the video what what um, uh, zombie Mohammed keeps yelling is, this is America. This is America. <laughs> and I'm not taking away from that. I'm not saying that I agree with the judge at all. I'm just saying that <laughs> in the context of the story, you have to just stop for two seconds and go, what? You have to, right? You do. You have you to. Do. As I'm laughing all the way through this, <laughs> sure, the guy's a dick. Whatever. I mean, you have to, right? He's zombie sure. Muhammad. He's zombie Muhammad. Uh, so that's that's what I got. God. It just blew me away. But I mean, do we have to live in that world where we're going to kowtow to 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 Muslims just because they don't do any sort of iconography? They don't. Okay, that's a sin for you. But me yeah. as a Christian. It doesn't matter. You have to come kill me. You have or to come me strangle as, me. Or me as an anything. Me as an anything. Or not that, me as like, a Christian. Yeah, but me, me as an atheist. Exactly. Uh, an atheist. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the show has changed drastically since last <laughs> yeah. week. No, and I completely agree. But that's just it. Is it's like it, it, to 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 have to. And you're absolutely right. And we do. We do constantly, um, and not you know just to, to bash on Muslims, but since that's what we're talking about right now, I mean it. You know, it's just happened again, obviously, and and I know that you have something that you're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. But like constantly in the last couple of years, somebody draws a picture and or somebody you know writes his name and it's on the same piece of paper that there's, you know, an ad for dog food. And so they go and burn down the building. The newspaper is in. Yeah. They're like, you use the word Muhammad in the same piece of paper as dog food or whatever the reason it's insane yeah. that it gets to that level. And then we apologize to him. Yeah. Well, since you went there, Let's I think it's there. time to talk about Santorum. You and know, by Santorum, I mean the candidate. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's like, you're going to need an explicit tag on this episode. Otherwise, <laughs> oh, God, and um, no one will listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is uh, – I grabbed this from the Salt Lake Tribune, but uh, it, was, it came through to them through the Associated Press. Uh, the headline is Santorum, no apology needed for burning of Qurans. Mm. And, he, and I first read that and I was like, oh, what a dipshit. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, what a god – like this stupid idiot. He keeps opening up his mouth and the, the nonsense that falls out of it. And I was just like, oh, god. And I just kind of – I, I, I tagged it and just put it aside because this was uh, it came out on the 26th. Today's the 28th, right? So I saw it a couple yeah, days ago. Yeah, because this is what just happened. How many uh, how many foreigners, Westerners were killed? Uh, well, at this point, um, the death of four U.S. soldiers during a six day period of violence right. uh, that was sparked by the incident. Um, and that's just soldiers. I mean, there were other aid workers and things like that yeah. that I think were attacked because yeah. of it too. For anyone who wasn't following this story, this is the whole uh, burning of Qurans uh, that happened uh, in Afghanistan by um, some American soldiers. Accidentally. Accidentally. They were um, burning other religious uh, like um, radical religious text yeah. and accidentally these got burned along yeah. with it. And so... Um, and so, of course, uh, President Obama apologized for it. And, uh, and so Santorum uh, went on to ABC's This Week, and, uh, and his, his line is, uh, there was nothing deliberately done wrong here. This was something that happened by a mistake. Killing Americans in uniform is not a mistake. It was something that was deliberate. And I'm like, he's, make, he's talking sense. That's this man. weird. Um, the response uh, needs to be, 
uh, apologized. Oh, the the response needs to be apologized for by uh, Karzai and the Afghan people for attacking and killing our men and women in uniform and overreacting to this inadvertent mistake. That is the real crime here, not what our soldiers did. And you know what? I am like, I don't think it's the diplomats response. No, it's not. It can't but, be. But in, 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 in just for substance, it's not going to make me want to vote for this man because right. I want to, I do want a diplomat. I do want somebody who understands, well, okay, sometimes you have to apologize even if you don't think right, of you course. did anything wrong. But I, I have to say, I, I agree with Santorum. Well, and so here, here's the interesting thing about that though. And I do too. I do too. But mm-hmm. the interesting thing about that, I think is that, you know, and, and this isn't excusing any kind of behavior, but when you're talking about when you're talking about third world countries that the majority of that country lives in poverty, I think it's a lot easier to see the way in which they frame their religion. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that as an excuse. I'm just saying that you you besmirch something about their religion. You mm-hmm. see the way they go after it. Mm-hmm. It's very ironic that this guy who is systematically saying that we need to take apart all women's rights, anyone's mm-hmm. rights that don't fit in line with him mm-hmm. is saying, Oh, they're being radicals. Look at mm-hmm. what they do when someone threatens their, their religion. Right. And meanwhile, he, he does the same thing for a supposedly a very, educated man. Yeah. That's a very, very good point. Right. Yeah. Which if, if I may can, this is, this is like, this is segue heaven. And maybe it's not, <laughs> if I say it out loud, if I say it out loud, then it you ruins just it, right? It. You did run it. Yeah. Damn it, I Dan do. and I do that all the time. But I got so, so excited because it's, it's, it's slides so perfectly on the, we're, we're sailing the, 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 the gravy waves of Santorum right now. So Lady, ladies and gentlemen, we have crafted a show for you today. <laughs> Just a beautiful, beautiful show. 10, 15 minutes of preparation. <laughs> My God. Um, all right. So staying with Rick Santorum, and I would like to actually, you know, we're right, right on the cusp. I don't think we've gotten the official uh, word back yet. We're on the cusp of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Right now we haven't heard back. Arizona went right. went Romney, but Michigan's the big, the big tell. Yeah. But I don't want to talk necessarily. I want to do the Santorum story, and then I want to stay on that for a minute, on Santorum for a minute, mainly just as an example of some something you and I have discussed before, this okay. idea about about religion and politics. But okay. first, okay, Santorum, separation of church and state makes me want to throw up. <laughs> That's a direct quote. <laughs> no. See, I, did you did- – <laughs> I know it seems like there's no way it can be. Like, like what's the source? Like on it's this? gonna like it's gonna say makes me want to throw up, and then he's like, "My hands and walk out of the room." But it's not. It's literally sick to his stomach, needs some milk of magnesia kind right. of thing. Okay. And this All is right. on George Stephanopoulos that he says oh this. I don't believe in an America where the separation of church and state are absolute. The idea that the church can have no influence or no involvement in the operation of the state is absolutely antithetical to the objectives and vision of our country to say that people of faith have no role in the public square. You bet that makes me want to throw up. Oh, he's Oh no. Wait a second. It's not the, I don't, I, there's no part of me that that's like wants some litmus test. That's like, Oh, you have faith. Yeah. Out of there, man. You can't run for public. That's, that's no part of, of who I am and right. what I want right. for, you for don't this want country. that absolution, but no. he does. <laughs> I mean, that's the difference is <laughs> that it's he like, he thinks that's what people, people like you and I are calling for. Yeah. He, he thinks that, that, that when we say separation of church and state, that it means 
well, you can't have faith and run for office. Yeah, well, and that's the crazy part. It's it's like, and not to mention, it's but, literally the the craziest like like. It's the craziest paper bowl argument I've ever heard anyway, because when somebody wants to act outraged and be like, you might think that you can take away my religion, but you can't take away. And it's like, who are you talking to right now? (laughs) Whoever said that to you? I can think it's funny. I can, I can, I can sit on your little podcast and giggle about it, but it's not going to hurt Rick Santorum. But here he is. Okay. And again, now he's, he's referring to almost throwing up after reading JFK's 1960 speech in which he declared his commitment is the separation of church and state. Santorum also on Sunday told meet the press that separation of church and state was not the founder's vision. Because apparently Rick oh. Santorum has seer stones, and he was able <laughs> You're right. to travel back in time. And, oh, and, my God. I mean, what, the, the audacity. Like, yeah. the hubris when you're like, this isn't what they meant. Yeah. When, like, when, they, when so many of them did call for precisely that. So this is the thing. It's, it's not like uh, somebody in the 20th century made up the word. Or the phrase separation of church and state. Yeah. You know, this isn't some new concept that is hippie in the 1970s, (laughs) right? It's like, no, 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 no. But here's the thing. And this is, and and it really goes back to this idea. And and you and I have had uh, discussions about this before. Um, I said that Rick Santorum, I I said that I thought that somewhere in the Bahamas sitting under sitting in a in, you know in a little rocking chair under a canopy was a rent boy just waiting to give the news his story about Rick Santorum once he gets the nomination. You said that you didn't agree. I don't. You said you think he's the real deal. I kind of I kind of get I'm 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 terrified of him because I think he's the real deal. How, I, I how real of a deal can he be? I mean the man is flesh and blood. Right. Sure. So this like only have sex for procreation thing. Mm. I mean, how can that be real? I I can't get into, I can't, I have never been, I've never met the man. Right. I don't know the man. I have like, I have, I I can't have any real sense obviously of who he is and what his um, real intentions are and whatnot. But his brand of crazy yeah. It tends to be pretty legitimate, but don't you and think that, that? And that just like that scares me, right? Because it, it, I don't know why you would feign any part of that kind of crazy. But that's what I'm saying is that 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 I, I find it so hard to accept the non procreative sex angle. This thing that he's that he's trying to champion. Right. This idea of like. It's perfectly natural that any man and woman can have good, vigorous, enjoyable sex five or six times in their lifetime, and <laughs> that should be plenty. Like the like the idea that that might actually be true, it I will, just can't wrap my brain around. Might be vigorous, probably won't be good. Probably not. <laughs> It'll be good for him. It was good for me. Isn't that good enough? But but I mean, all of these things, like the entire this like the dismantling of of of. Uh, women's rights with the birth control thing and talking about how women who've been raped should look at it as, as a blessing from God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which my whole thing is just like, if he is the real deal, I want to see him come out against Viagra. Hmm. Okay. Because those penises should not be erect in God's law. Yeah. Those should be done. Well, and it's not procreative sex. Let's, you know, you could, we could do like a letter writing campaign. Or I something. think we need to. I mean, if we're Just talking like, about natural, we, 
start forming a list of things that we're like, okay, <laughs> the, these are the things that we need to start calling Rick Santorum out yeah. and just start stoking that fire. Right, because but once I, you follow the logic far enough, you have to get to these places. I don't want to stoke the fire too much. I want the guy to get the nomination. I want to stoke the fire later. Yeah. I want to get the, the fire going after Romney just crashes and burns. Oh, my God. And because, then he actually ends up as their best case scenario. Oh, my God. Well, did you hear? And the, not, and this is the well, last the thing is, I'm going to kind of say about this. Romney will not crash and burn. No, he can't. He, he, it's not in his nature. He will not crash and burn. But he will lose the nomination. Let me ask you right. this one. This was or the other one that goes along with the, with the Christian uh, Santorum thing really quickly. And then we, and then we can move on. Uh-huh. But um, the latest thing that he said about environmentalism and about global warming. Who? Santorum. Okay. Not just that he thinks that global warming is a hoax. Right. But the idea was, even if it was real, he says, that's not what the earth is here for. Hmm. We're not supposed to be stewards of the land. It's here for us. Oh my God. To use however we want. Is that just a Mormon thing to be stewards of the land? I don't no, know. it's not. It can't be. It can't be. But to literally say that to be like God put it here. No, 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 no. And he'll Adam and Adam was given charge over the land. Over... But he was also being punished by the land because when he was cast out of Eden, God basically said, "Because you've disobeyed me, now you will have to toil in the fields, and right, but... it will be hard to get. It Do, will be hard isn't... to get uh, uh, grain or whatever it is, your daily bread or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. But I, I always thought that there was, I, and again, this might just be the whole Mormon thing, but I always understood there to be this, this, this obligation given to man to be a steward over the land right? and, and, and to take care of the land and to, to take care of the earth. And that's what stewardship is all about. It's right. about caring for this, for, for, for the land so that it gives back and, and this, all of a sudden the millennium's right around the corner. And so we don't have to be good stewards anymore. And I know that's how my mom thinks. Right. I mean, because we, I've talked about, you know, the, the, you know, climate change with my mom and, and she's just like, she's like, well, even if it is changing, does that really matter? The, the millennium is right around the corner. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, and like all these prophecies, we know things are going to get bad. It's so like a, it's, it's like, it's a weird like self-fulfilling a, prophecy, yeah, it's like except car- at the end, the final last thing that's supposed to happen doesn't happen. Right. Well, it's like a carpet warehouse that, you know, is going out of business. And so they're like, <laughs> it's all got to go. We've got three days. The prices are so low. Everything's flying out the door. Right. right Who right. cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I just thought that was amazing to actually take, and it is though. I mean, you think about it, it's taking that, that religious logic of this is here for us mm-hmm. to the furthest, most insane, crazy pants place right. of even if it's true, yeah. even if, even if we're destroying this place, God built it for us. Yeah. It's ours to destroy if we it's want. It's ours to destroy. Who cares it... about the, you know, the endangered species of animals? Oh yeah. They were only put here for us to kill to begin with. Right. Good eat. That's like yeah. my brain whirls from that. Yeah. And the, 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 I mean, this therein lies the one of one of the problems in my mind of, of religion, which is that if you believe in some sort of paradise, if you believe in some side, some, some, that there's something beyond this, that, that, that right. this isn't it, then you treat it like shit. Yeah, exactly. You treat your life like shit. Mm-hmm. You go, you don't, exp- you, you avoid beauty. You avoid good things. You deny yourself pleasure. 
You and 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 beyond that, you you have absolute blatant disregard for the world around you. You know, my- and this and that seems to be at such seems to be at such opposition with with fundamental core Christian values. Right. That are supposed Which to be hinged are, upon the idea of goodness and yeah. the, the idea of, of helping your neighbor and yeah. doing unto others. Yeah. You know, my, my mom was telling me about um, when my stepfather's uh, mother, my grandmother, uh, passed away recently. And she was talking to me about it and saying that one of, uh, um, one of, her, uh, uh, one of the uncles, one of, one of her sons, mm-hmm. um, who was very, very religious – they were there at at her bedside while she, while she died. Mm -hmm. And that this one son who was very, very, very religious was so not there emotionally. Hmm. He was there physically and he was kind of helping out Hmm. and you know, all this. Mm -hmm. And she said, it never occurred to me until, until then that this idea that he's not at, I mean, of course he's sad. It's his mom, but he's not as concerned because he thinks he's going to see her again. Right. He thinks yeah. that she's going up this golden staircase. He's not he's not as present in the moment mm-hmm. of this this is happening. And this oh. is the only guarantee that you have. Yeah. And he wasn't in the moment like Religion that. is all about taking you out of the moment. It's all about thinking about this paradise later. It's all mm-hmm. you, you know, it, you, you never just sit with a moment. You never enjoy the real things that life has to offer. And it's and that that's that moment, the crime. And that, that is that, the crime of religion. And that that moment or, might just be enough. That this this is this is enough. It doesn't yeah. need a subtext. No. It can just be this moment, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But I think in the same way, when you talk about this idea of there being something after it, I think the other problem too is when you look, uh, you know, when we talk about the political sphere, when you have someone that believes that there's definable rules to the way the universe works, mm-hmm. those that get some things and those that don't get others and that there's some plan there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were a really religious politician, how could you, and regardless of if you're a Republican or a Democrat, if you were really religious and you looked at poor people, there has to be part of you that frames that in a way of something that they've done to deserve their lot in life. Oh yeah. And something oh, yeah, that absolutely. you did to deserve yours. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Um and yeah. It reminds me of, you know, we we talked a lot about uh just in conversations you and I had talked about um the idea of using and it was some, something when I had called in I think maybe it was last week you guys used it or Santorum was talking about the devil. Right. And you and I had talked about some similar things previously and I was saying how how much it scared me the first time I heard um, George W. Bush referred to the axis of evil mm. and that using a term like that to paint an entire country worth of people yeah. was so terrifying because you're like, how can they ever redeem themselves from anything mm. if you frame it that way? Right. Yeah. And well, what's interesting is, you know, we've been talking about Santorum and while it's obvious that, you know, George W. Bush, um, you know, he was willing to call people outside of this country evil. Right. What will we get from a president Santorum or what would we get from a president? Who would refer to people in In the country country as as evil, as truly evil. I mean, he already has, he's already used that language against Americans. And if he is the real deal, like you said, I mean, mm -hmm. if he really believes it in that way, I mean, I'm reminded of, um, there was a great interview is probably, uh, 2006, 2007 with Ron Reagan, Ronald Reagan jr. On Terry gross. Right. Um, you know, great, uh, (laughs) 
definitely the apple that fell the furthest from the tree, you know, uh, (laughs) in terms of being very liberal, very outspoken, very non-religious and speaking to that and saying, you know, my, my father's image was hijacked by the Republican party as, you know, all these Mm -hmm, things. And, mm -hmm. um, but, but, uh, you know, there was a famous, uh, event in the 80s there was a letter writing campaign to reagan all these people wrote to ask the president a question that was Mm. this big thing in the 80s and terry gross said if you could do that now and you could write a letter and ask george w bush something what would you ask him and what his answer was i think to me explained so much of my fear of a religious leader Mm. leading the country he said i would ask him what he thinks happens to all of the innocent people that have been killed in Iraq, the Iraqis, Mm. Mm. where does he think they go when they die? Right. Mm. Because odds are, if he truly was the evangelical, he painted himself out to be, he doesn't think they go to heaven. Right. So are they really casualties? Are they things that we should be concerned about? Yeah. That's the, that's, that's down at the very bottom of everything. That's the biggest fear. And when you talk about somebody like Santorum calling homosexuals, you know, immoral and evil, then why would he care about what what happens to them? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of creepy. It is creepy. (laughs) And it's, well, but that gets down to fundamentalism. Yeah. Right. Because if you have a slightly more, um, I, I, you know, I don't feel, I don't fear the, the, the more liberal or moderate believers, you know, no, or, or, or people, and I'm not even saying like politically liberal or politically moderate, but just people who, who they find a nice place in, in, in the, in their life for God and gives them some sort of comfort. I don't fear those people. Mm-hmm. You know, they have some sort of, uh, it's just, an, it, they just feel good going to church. You yeah. know, those people don't take their religion to an extreme. And, and, but as soon as you do, then you run the risk of what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. All right. Yeah, it is scary. Time. To, should we move on? Uh, yeah, I, I think that there's there. I feel like that there's a, another smattering of political talk in our future. This episode. <laughs> so let's go ahead. And move okay. On. Um, you have one more. I have, have I one. It? I have one just tiny little one, but I've been talking for a bit. Why don't you go? Yeah. Okay. So, I've got a fun one. I found this. Um, okay, this is also another Associated Press story. Um, I love to go to the Desert News to find the the wacky religious stories. Um, so shout out to the <laughs> Desert News. Uh, this one comes. to Would us- they take that as a compliment, though? <laughs> the wacky religious stories from the Desert News, <laughs> especially since this one isn't even, <laughs> by their terms, very wacky. Yeah. Um, but this comes to us from Kentucky. And uh, the headline says, Amish buggy legislation clears another hurdle. <laughs> okay. I, Is that so, an equestrian joke in there? Maybe. Clearing a hurdle? Maybe. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, maybe. I, think so. I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> Amish buggy legislation clears barn doors. There you know. go. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let, uh, so. So this this is a story about in Kentucky. There, there, the 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 state legislators are trying to change the law to allow um, members of the Amish community to not uh, use the uh, the bright orange slow moving vehicle triangles. Okay, yeah. That they they've had to put on the back of their buggies. I remember that because they're moving slowly mm-hmm. and they need to be visible. 
And so they're trying to um, make it possible for the Amish to use strips of reflective tape, white tape, okay, um, that would be on the backs of the, of the horse-drawn buggies, okay, instead of the orange stuff, the orange triangle, all right, because. And I don't know quite what the religious uh, objection to the orange the triangles was. Really? But there was a group of Amish folk who were refusing to and then getting cited and being <laughs> fined. And then because they were of this like really, really, really <laughs> whacked out Schwarzentruber sect of Amishism, um, they, um, they also refused to pay the fines. And so they were going to jail. I mean, you know, the thing is, like, when when you're already Amish, okay, you're already <laughs> Amish, and you won't put buttons on your shirt, right? And you're in a buggy. The, the, there are some of them, yeah. You're in a buggy, and mm-hmm. then on top of all of that, you're like, I, I'm I'm not doing the triangle, man. That's literally like you have one sock on, and you're, otherwise you're buck naked at the strip poker table, and you're like, I ain't taking this sock off, man. It's that level of like, who cares? Here's the thing. I've see, I saw Devil's Playground. Right. You know, I know me too. I saw the, Witness too. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, no, but Devil's oh, Playground. Okay. I thought we were just if listing. If <laughs> I'm very familiar with the Amish people. That's, Here are the films I've seen. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the in, in Devil's Playground, if I remember correctly, they, um, they actually go into some of the shops that, that these kids' sure, dads yeah. own. Yeah. And I mean, these things are mechanized. Right. Fully mechanized. They, they, they have full-on... Um, you know, lathes and hey, and it's all electric. Hinges on the door. Hinges I think on the right door. There, yeah. you're on Roll Satan's slippery slide. Yeah, like, yeah you know, and it's like, oh, so it's okay if you're making money, but when uh, you're yeah. driving a little buggy down the street, it's that's not. A, and that's exactly what to, I mean. To, to enjoy hairs. modern technology. And some of the things that they talked about were, were like, oh yeah, well you know, it's no problem for us to ride in cars. Ew. Ew, that is the that's so slimy. Uh, yeah. Once you're doing And that- who knows? I mean, I don't know if they belong to this uh Schwarzentruber group or not. But I like saying Schwarzentruber. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> because you keep thinking that you're gonna go with the actor. You know, you're like yeah. Schwarzentruber and you're like right. Schwarzentruber. Oh. Uh, so, so anyways, yeah, that, so no, you're, that's really, a really good point. Well, it's I mean, really, really strange to me. I mean, and, isn't reflective tape by its very merit, a, a curse of English technological magic? Like well, it, it would seem like, right. It would seem like it would have to be. I mean, reflective tape is so far beyond like a bicycle. Like a bicycle's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like that's lever pulley there's magic, like, but some like magic that goes, reflective yeah. tape. Mm-hmm. That's like it has to come from a factory, and they have to do. It's like layered, you know. Yeah, and, it's, and then it's like aluminum, so it was cut somewhere. There like are elves yeah. involved in the process somewhere. <laughs> we don't know how they do it, but they start with a bucket of something, and when they get done, it's this tape, <laughs> and it glows in ways that ain't, ain't Christian or goodly. Um, yeah, tape. They're, they're, it's not. What, what do they say? Simple? No, that's not the word. What, um. She keeps saying it in witness. Um, that that's it's Kelly McGillis, isn't it? I don't. I don't recall. I think it is. But but she says to um, what's his bucket? Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Plain. 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 So apparently, white reflective tape is plain, but the orange triangle is a little too flashy. How, how much tape are we talking about here? <laughs> we are talking about um, one hundred square inches. That one one of the bills 
calls for at least 100 square inches of tapes of tape on the buggies, and another one of the bills calls for 200 square inches. Well, this so is some even like, competing. This is getting yeah. a lot of attention. In well, this is some like right rabble rousing Amish that are just like, we don't want to do the tape, and we're not doing the <laughs> triangles neither. <laughs> You're just going to have to deal with us doing nothing. Yeah. Well, when the semis come barreling down on them, you know. (laughs) Which they... Apparently it's happened. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. this is is a big issue. Um, Amish people, I know you're not listening. They're not. And And if if you you are, (laughs) shame on you. Shame. Go churn some butter. Are you kidding me? Go work the lathe. (laughs) Yeah. So, Amish people... taunting the Amish. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the high road right there. Uh, um, no, um, Amish people, come on, come on. It's really. Like, I I totally respect the whole living simply thing. I think that's great. You know, these people when 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 the when either. Let's see, what, what, <laughs> I would say these people are going to survive the zombies. Oh yeah, these people are going to survive the aliens. And these and, people, and they can raise the shit out of a barn. I yeah. mean, in a way that you would yeah. just oh wouldn't God. believe. Do they vote? Do they participate in the system at all? Do you know? No, I can't even think. I don't even think they consider themselves part of like society. Do they? Well, I don't know. It's an interesting. I, I don't know. Anyhow, um, well, they, they won't. They won't go on. They won't do like interviews. There was some new documentary that just came out about the Elmish actually, mm. and they had to do all reenactment stuff or something because really? they wouldn't. They wouldn't allow themselves to be recorded. They had to transcribe all the interviews different groups of them because seriously the again the devil's playground they seem they seem very open they're like vegetarians there's you know you go all the way up to (laughs) vegan and all the way down to just chicken right all right yeah right well or pho i'll eat pho (laughs) you'll just you just pick you just pick at the meat but you'll eat eat depends on the fresh Moving on. Um, okay. So here we go. This is my last one. Uh, you guys have, have really uh, talked about this a great deal. Um, the LDS church and their baptisms by proxy of the dead. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which by its very merit is a very weird thing. Mm-hmm. I was LDS up until the age of 12. And so I didn't really have anything to do with all this weird, any of that stuff. I didn't participate in any of that. Mm. I was very... No, they didn't. They didn't. Just just like my little league and basketball and everything else, nobody really wanted me. I was able to just sit on the bench <laughs> most of the time, and it was totally fine. You know, they All weren't. Right. When I stopped coming, they were like, "That's probably okay. He's he can go." Um, no, it's fine. I'm very happy about it. But they are at it again. The LDS Church. Uh, okay. Um, That's okay. What happened this time? Well, apparently this is not new, although it's just been uncovered. Oh. But it seems as if in March of 1996, one Mahatma Gandhi oh, was baptized ninety-six by the LDS Church, but just recently found. Oh, my God. Um, was it- I, I love this article, too, where they literally go, Mahatma Gandhi, who employed nonviolent civic disobedience to lead India to independence. Like, they literally are like, in case you're not familiar... <laughs> He's not just a billboard for Macintosh. He's, he also... He's not that other Gandhi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jason Gandhi that works over the Jimmy Johns? That guy's great. 
Yeah, no, th- but th- this idea that uh, Helen Radke, a former Mormon who uh, oh, has until great. now has focused on research she incidents. She up some shit. She like- does. <laughs> um, discovered the Gandhi records on February 16th, 16th in a genealogical database restricted to Mormons. She was prompted to search for his name after seeing a statement by a Nevada-based Hindu activist, Rajan Zed, who expressed concern the practice might be performed in the name of many Hindus. Um after she uncovered it, the record has since been removed, and Radke says a sub- subsequent search came up with unknown name, it says. So that way they're still keeping him in there, but they're just like, you know, they, oh. you know, they're like, Red Dragon, they've given him a code name or something, right? They're oh, like, okay, yeah, so he's wow. still, they can stare him in there. Um, grandson, <laughs> the grandson of Mahatma, uh, Arun Gandhi, who lives in Rochester, said that Gandhi was an activist who taught nonviolence. Um, he was against proselytizing of any kind, whether it involved Hindus or others. He thought people must decide for themselves which religion they want to follow, and they should follow that religion. It's not up to others to force them. He mm. was respectful of all the religions. Good gravy. And you're like, and then once his back was turned, once he died, dunk. Now you're a Mormon. Now you're a Mormon. Um. God, what? I just it's. I don't, I don't understand get what people are thinking. I actually don't understand the entire idea of missionary work as a whole, mm-hmm. let alone this. Like the I thought, you know, especially when you consider that that most religions have the idea of, you know, people being able to choose the word, mm-hmm. right? They hear the word and they get to choose the word and they talk about how lucky they were to have gotten the word and then mm. you're just like, "Okay, now that you've got it." Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like a disease infested monkey. Go spread it to all the others. Yeah. It's this, it's the crazy. And then, but this is even beyond that because this is like insidious. This is like insidious activity, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they even have this weird thing. uh, And I don't know if, if you knew about this where they, they're like, well, we, we baptize them, but in the afterlife, it's still up to them whether or not, but it's just giving them. And it's like, what weird, like topsy turvy, you know, fairyland version of heaven? Are you picturing like it's a video game? Like once I baptize by proxy, an angel suddenly appears to that person in outer darkness and offers them. Well, I don't even understand. Well, they the wouldn't. Logic. First of all, they wouldn't be in it. Like not just to. I don't mean no, to please, please or anything, but like they Do wouldn't it. be in outer darkness. Okay, where would they be? They would be um, in spirit. Um, um, paradise or spirit prison. Okay, that's the holding. That's the holding cell. And is, is it those nice? Places. Um, they're pleasant. Yeah, it's like a La Quinta Inn. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you can get a really good coupon at the border. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, there's a continental <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. Um. So. So. Anyways. I mean, you see. But then you by proxy, I, I I get baptized for Gandhi. Yes, and he's sitting in hopefully the the lesser heaven, this well, he's, paradise. In in Mormons, in the Mormon mind, he is sitting there like in the temple, waiting. And it's he's, on like a hard folding so, chair, and it's like it's it's like a gymnasium in a yeah. church. He is so happy that this is about to happen. Oh wow! Okay, in their mind, right? Okay. Because once you're once you're on the other side, well, it's obvious that the Mormons are right. 
So like the once he got there, so literally from and when so did you he have die? To have this hard heart to when not did, accept Mormonism. When did Gandhi die? Sixties. Okay, so for, so like right, right, Is that so, right. And then this was ninety six. I might they, be completely wrong. So then they. So let's say it's nineteen sixties, and then they baptize him in ninety six. That means it's like forty years. He's looking around like, oh god, I really fucked up. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I really thought I had this one pegged. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, the best guess for Mahatma Gandhi death, uh, date of death is, wow, I was wrong. Um, it's, it was in 1948. Oh my God. So it's even longer that he just sat there. Yeah. Poor guy. In just, I mean, it's just, it's like a waiting room, right? Yeah. It's just like a big, long waiting room. They have funeral potatoes though, which is nice. Okay. Yeah. So here I go. Um, the, that best get. That best guest mm-hmm. language that was coming from um, Google. When you do a Google search, it's like, oh, oh my best guest for it is. This oh. must be a new thing. I don't know. Hmm. Um, new it, feature. Th- it, on uh, the Wikipedia page, it says uh, 30 January 1948. So Okay. Yeah. So he was there for a while he in this afterlife yeah. before they did the proxy baptism for him. Mm-hmm. And, of course, like he, he was a smart man, so he took it right then and there. Oh. You know, that elder Rasmussen. Yes, I will go with you. I'd love to know more about the good word right. says here. Hindus do not mark death as the end of existence, but rather believe that the soul is reincarnated into different physical bodies through cycles of birth and death mm. to perform proxy baptism to a Hindu is deeply offensive because of the belief in rebirth. Oh, wow. And so, you know, when you guys were talking about that idea of the proxy baptism last week and you were like, well, who really gives a shit because they're dead? It doesn't matter. Right. In that way, it's like that matters. That's rubbing your face. I I think as people find out about it more and more, they're going to be more and more offended. I would be so offended if somebody I loved that was outspoken in their own belief Mm -hmm. structure and was famous for that famous for that outspokenness was was baptized like that. Mm -hmm. I, I would I would be like, that is on purpose. Yeah. That's not just done because you wanted to save him. That is, you did that on purpose. You knew that that would be controversial. Well, I've got one last thing. Mm, Yes. And it's just a really, really good response to this. We don't even have to talk about it much. Um, but are you familiar with the website? All dead Mormons are now gay.com. Well, it says this. It's it's, it's like all dead Mormons are now gay.com is the full name of it. All dead mormons are now gay.com i think that's i think that's what it was let me let me double check let me double check uh all so it's just like uh mormons i mean you talk about a proclamation yeah all dead mormons uh all dead mormons are now gay.com and so you go you go to this website we're gonna put a link up on our website on the blog and uh but or you can just type it in all dead mormons are now gay.com and uh and it comes up with this wonderful <laughs> rainbowy banner and it says uh, sadly many mormons throughout history have died without having known the joys of homosexuality <laughs> with your help these poor souls can be saved simply enter the names of your favorite dead mormon in the form below and click convert presto they're gay for eternity oh my god there is no undo <laughs> single button easy yeah. to use interface yeah super easy Right. I absolutely love it. It's and that's awesome. and I think that that is maybe one of my favorite things when it comes to in particular mm-hmm. the gay community speaking out against yeah. uh this bigotry that that constantly crops up is that the gay community is significantly wittier 
and more interesting <laughs> and has a better sense of humor than any of those other societies. And they are I, able to make fun of them in a way where a lot of times they don't even know they don't that they're it. being made fun of. Yeah. I think Mormons will know they're being – well, they may not be, know that they're being – oh. They would look at it and be like, how dare they? <laughs> See well, the, how does that work? The homosexual I, agenda strikes again. <laughs> I I knew Grandpa James well, mm-hmm. and I know for a fact he never would have accepted homosexuality in the afterlife. We all knew they had a recruitment process. Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, there's a website for it. <laughs> Proxy gay. <laughs> I absolutely love yeah. it. Well, you know, I told you this before that you know you you and Dan have talked about wanting to start your own church and then uh, doing the same thing and doing proxy baptisms to dead religious figures to get them in your church. I, I still say that the best thing that you could do is create proxy Facebook pages for all those people (laughs) and get them to like your church. Cause in this day and age, that is a thousand times more detrimental. Yeah. Where it's like, can you imagine if all of a sudden like your dead grandfather, like your dead grandfather's name pops up in your newsfeed and says that it likes Thank God I'm atheist. And you're like, Grandpa, what are you doing? And you've got a picture of him up there and everything. And you're like, what? What's the big deal? What's wrong? We're we're saving him. Yeah. That's all we're doing. He exists. Yeah. (laughs) Well, 424-666-TGIA. That's Mm. 424-666-8442. That's the way that you can call and uh, leave a voicemail and uh, give your two cents about anything you've heard today. And if you leave a good enough voicemail, they might let you be on their show. <laughs> and you can always email us at podcast at thinkoutimatheist.com. You can follow us on the Twitter feed. I do apologize. I really haven't been updating it all that much, but please, you know, feel free to, to follow it. It does let you know the moment that a new episode is up. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. If nothing else, it'll let you know that if you're into Instant Twitter. gratification. And that's uh, TGI Atheist that you can follow us on Twitter at. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, what we're going to listen to here during our break is um, from Reverend Don Hamer. Okay. I, I wanted to say Hammer, but there's only one M. So Reverend Don Hamer, we'll see how he says it here in a second. Um, and this is from the Seven Reasons campaign, which is the seven reasons uh, why Obama is not a Christian. So Ooh. enjoy. I'm Reverend Don Hamer for the Christian Anti-Defamation Commission with reason number five, why Barack Obama, who claims to be a Christian, is not a Christian by any biblical or historic standard. In a New York Times interview in 2007, entitled, Obama, a Man of the World, Obama fondly recalled the Islamic evening call to prayer as, quote, one of the prettiest sounds on earth at sunset, unquote. According to the article, Obama went on to recite its opening lines with a perfect Arabic accent. Allah is supreme. Allah is supreme. Allah is supreme. Allah is supreme. I witness that there is no God but Allah. I witness that there is no God but Allah. I witness that Muhammad is his prophet. The writer of the article said this would give people living in Alabama a heart attack. Christians believe that Jesus Christ is God's true prophet, the full and final revelation of God. No true Christian can say the Muslim call to prayer is a pretty sound because it is a direct challenge to the truthfulness of Jesus Christ as the Word of God made flesh. Jesus said, For this cause I was born, 
And for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Who are you going to believe, Jesus or Obama? Please forward the link of this video to your... Well, all right. You only get two choices, Frank. (laughs) And they are. Jesus or Obama. (laughs) That's who I get to believe. That's it. Um, Who are you going to believe? I'm going to go with Obama. You would. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Um, Because he's living and breathing right in front of you and you can prove that he actually exists. Yep. That's about it. That's that's why I would choose to believe him. Um, Yeah. Okay. So um, this is a really uh, just a... This is from the Christian Anti-Defamation Commission, and uh, and they are just all ups in arms about um, Mr. One Mr. President Barack Obama. Does the most powerful religion in the United States of America really need a defamation league? Um, yes, according to them, wow. they would. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so Surprising. what I want to say is. Um, he seems to have really, really take umbrage with the fact that Obama went on to recite the opening lines of, of the, the call to prayer, the evening call to prayer. Yeah. And then he recites them. Yeah, he does it too. <laughs> he says the full <laughs> thing, which actually, isn't that just one of the, the, that line right there, isn't that like one of the five tenets of, yeah. of Islam is mm-hmm. to just basically say that. That if you if uh, you there is no God but Allah yeah and you you say that like three times yeah it's like, like Beetlejuice if you say it three times because they don't believe in baptism yeah they believe in just saying this thing three times and you're Muslim mm-hmm. yeah all you yeah. have to do is submit all you have to do is submit so, you know I, I although he wasn't in the act of submitting at the same time though I do like that there's some I mean it it has a very uh, you know, a moron says what kind of like junior high <laughs> mentality to it, where it's like, he said it. Did you hear him say it? He said, there's no God, but it's all like of a religion based on. Yeah, it principle. totally is. There's a gotcha in there. That's so, you know, and he, cause you could, you're absolutely right. You could do it to him. You're like, yeah, but dude, you just said it too. You said it. Yeah. That yeah. means no, you're dumb too. <laughs> now you're, did you, you know that you're now Muslim? Yeah. And you're Muslim now, dude. I'm going to go, I'm going to go tell everybody. Yeah. I just so, like the idea that a true Christian would in no way find that beautiful. Oh like that 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 you owe it you owe it to okay, you owe it to God. You mm-hmm. owe it to to the most all-powerful omnipotent being that created everything. You owe it to him because he's so close-minded that if you're like that's a beautiful painting, he's like, "Oh, dare you <laughs> he's like the most jealous girlfriend on the planet if no, you even well, look at another religion he is, will flip out that is absolutely how they see it though it's so insane yeah <laughs> so anyways um i think we should i we were talking about doing some um like in, uh, emails and that mm. kind of stuff i think we're gonna basically just we're gonna push that off a week mm. wait for dan to get back for that kind of stuff um and uh and we're just gonna maybe play his, oh, his, his interview. interview with Jim. Yeah. And uh so we're gonna so let's do that. And uh so yeah, everyone enjoy. All right, hi everybody, it's Dan. Uh obviously I'm not in studio with Frank today, which feels strange. Hi Frank. Um anyway, uh I'm here for my segment with a a good friend of mine. Uh, what's your name again? Jim Tabry. Jim, right. Can I call you can I call you Professor Tabry? 
You can call me Dr. Tabry. Can I call you Dr. Hair Doctor Professor Tabry? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm here with Hair Doctor Professor Jim Tabry. James T. Tiberius Tabry. I should really just get on to the interview instead of <laughs> focusing on your name, shouldn't I? Anyway, okay. So the reason that you're here is because you are a professor of um, paranormal... No. <laughs> <laughs> you're a professor of uh, philosophy. That's right. At, at the, the University of Utah. That's right. Um... And that, I find that pertinent to what we normally talk about on this podcast. Um, so, what I what I wanted to talk to you about, I actually mentioned you on our podcast a couple weeks ago ah. because we were talking about this crazy guy and his website, um, which I believe is called Jesus hyphen is hyphen Savior dot com or something like that. And it's the most delightful treasure trove of crazy conspiracy theory hmm. that I've ever... But with a Christian bent. Oh, totally Christian. Huh. It's entirely Christian, and it's all about how 9-11 was an inside job, and somehow that has right. to do with Jesus. Yeah, and, that's a good one. Yeah, so yeah. I know that you have put in a lot of time uh, studying and thinking about conspiracy theory. So, uh, I guess, my, do you see a lot of tie-in with... I want to start by saying, do you see a lot of tie-in with religion mm -hmm. and conspiracy thinking? So I was actually surprised you mentioned that because that's the first time I've ever seen or heard of uh, the two of those going together. I actually um, traditionally think of them as being rather um, opposed to each other. In really? That, yeah. So in that, on the one hand, you have kind of the conspiracy theorist and usually essentially what a conspiracy theorist is is a kind of radical skeptic they just kind of don't trust anyone they don't believe experts they doubt everyone okay. um, and so on the kind of spectrum of skepticism they're on one end of it sure and the other end of it is the kind of person who believes everything they're told and just kind of takes you know it for granted that well if authority figure tells me X then I now believe X okay um, and so uh, you know, my sense of people with a religious bent are more likely to kind of be in a position to welcome being told by authority what to believe. Right. And so it's at that end of the spectrum. You okay. call them an authority theorist, right, or an officialdom theorist. They just take the the authority or the expert for granted, and that's what they believe. Whereas a conspiracy theorist is kind of on the other extreme. And so that you found someone who's kind of managed to pull these together mm. is, is fascinating. Well, okay, so here's where I'm going to challenge you on this. Okay. I have, um, in, my, in, in my, like, cursory reading of, of psychology, uh -huh. I've seen a lot of talk about human beings being hardwired for belief of some sort. Uh-huh. And I, it seems to me that whether it's belief in what a mainstream group believes or belief in a fringe group, right. it still ends up being a belief system. So if you believe sort of the received idea of what happened uh, on 9-11, yeah. then, then that's one thing. And then far from being like true skeptics, I think the 9-11 conspiracy theorists, to me seem like just believers on the other side. To me, a skeptic isn't a person who believes. A skeptic is a person who is who is uh, who's question who questions. Yeah, they doubt. And doubt is fine with me. Doubt's mm -hmm. the op but that doubt is the opposite of belief. Mm -hmm. Right? But these these conspiracy people 
if you would ask them, are you, you know, do you believe that this is how it goes? They they have a belief system in place. Yeah. It's just on the other side of the of the of the issue. Um so I don't think I necessarily disagree with that. What I would say is um here's here's a way to think about it. What do so you're right, everybody has beliefs and you kind of you know, you have beliefs for a variety of different reasons and a variety of different things. Um one way to kind of distinguish uh, the conspiracy theorists from other folks is who do you take to be reliable sources of information and mm, evidence? Okay. So for most people, um, you know, if a scientist says, well, this is what we know about cancer, or this is what we know about climate change, right. or this is what we know about, um, uh, you know, uh, how species have changed over time, right. you yeah. just say, the, you say, well, you know, I'm not an expert and they are. And so I'll take you at your word that if smoking causes cancer, then smoking causes cancer. And right. if kind of human generated... I, I believe that you've done that's appropriate right. research. Yeah. There's your a kind peers of, have reviewed your research. Yes. There's a there's a system, a system in, in place. place that generates reliable knowledge from right. experts. And and because I'm not an expert, I take I take them at their word. Right. And and whereas for the conspiracy theorist, oftentimes there's a skepticism of even that. Mm. Right, you kind of doubt experts um, in part because they might be on it, in part because <laughs> they um, might be kind of being fooled along with everybody else, <laughs> and so it's kind of what you find is they're 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 just skeptical of of nor of sources of evidence and information that many of us just take for granted. Okay, like the free press or sure. or experts. I find. I- I'm interested in the fact that you haven't seen connection between religion and conspiracy yeah. because I've seen it multiple times. And mm. I'll give you another example. My, I'm not going to actually name this person, but there's Good. a person that I'm aware of yeah. who is uh, who's in my life who is um, a staunch Mormon. Uh-huh. Very, 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 very uh, strong believer in the faith also has a very interesting fascination with crop circles and uh and and what and what's interesting and unique about mormon theology is that they actually can allow for extraterrestrial beings um because they have a sort of planetary uh system of of belief and they have a polytheistic idea of there being many, many gods. There's only one god for us, uh-huh. but there are many, many gods in the universe, and they all have their own groupings of people, and so it's possible that there are people from other planets. But I, I do find, I do see people working strange conspiracy theory into their theology. Hmm. So I guess, I guess I, I've always linked them together. Hmm. But in your but but you you found that not to be the case. Well, I have I should say you know I haven't done empirical surveys where I you know, kind <laughs> right. of, I think it would be fascinating to do that to kind of you know go to uh, you know conventions of conspiracy theorists and see what other kind of beliefs they hold. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, here's one way you could start to think of them linking together. You know, if you're if the, either the essence of your religion or if just part of your religious belief. Um, holds in it this sense of kind of 
Um, there are being outsiders that are trying to attack you, and there are people that are trying to kind of oppress you or keep you down, right? Um, there are folks that are trying to kind of, you know, prevent the truth from getting out. Mm. Um, that could lend itself to a religious ro- worldview, which also aligns quite nicely with conspiracy theories. Sure. Right? If you sure. kind of, because the essence of a conspiracy theory is there's this kind of, right, official story out there. And it's being perpetuated and uh, covered up by a kind of secret few right. with malicious intent. Could this be Santorum's Satan? Could be. You know, did you see the recent sure. comments that Santorum that, yeah. that were unearthed of Santorum right. talking about Satan? Yeah, I can see how one could say that Satan is perpetuating a big conspiracy Satan, theory. Satan, right, or I mean the homosexual agenda. Which right? is Satan too, <laughs> right, obviously. Right. Or liberal media bias, <laughs> which is Satan too. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly it. Any kind of sense of, right, there's this kind of, uh, you know, secretive few who are trying to, without transparency, trying to secretly kind of foist an agenda on us, mm. right? Um that's the that's a that's a, just a crucial part of a conspiracy theory. Sure, sure. Um, and it could be you know what they're foisting on us is that uh, you know a lone gunman shot JFK or that you know uh, a small band of angry terrorists from the Middle East flew planes into buildings. Right. Um, you know, I have heard them try to foist that on me. I have. We've heard... all been foisted. <laughs> There's there is mass foisting <laughs> going on. That's right. Yeah. Well, so do you find that that there's a, a political leaning to conspiracy theorists. Do they tend to go one direction or another? Or is it is it pretty universal? I think it's something more universal about being human. Um, so here's, I mean, here it's helpful to kind of think about, well, what are some of the, what's the attraction of, why are people drawn to conspiracy theories? Yeah. And I think things that they're drawn to kind of defy political boundaries. So cool. one thing they do... Um, uh, and we'll just kind of take the 9-11 example, right? right. So the kind of official story is, uh, you know, uh, uh, angry terrorists associated with Al-Qaeda from different countries in the Middle East hijack several different planes, fly them into the Pentagon, fly them into World Trade Towers, attempt to fly them in the Capitol, but get knocked down, right? right? Um, and there's lots of evidence that suggests that's the case, sure. right? Um, but there's... For instance... Video, video of planes flying, flying into, into them. Builders. That's right, exactly, uh, and evidence of debris, you know, surrounding these things. Right. Um, but there's also, I mean, I th- there's also kind of what you might call anomalies or holes in the official story. Mm. So, um, you know, in addition to the two World Trade Towers that fell. Um, Building 7 was right next to it, and it went down as well, even though no plane fell into it. Right. And so the official story is that the result of falling debris from the World Trade Towers kind of um, just fundamentally took out important structures in Building 7, and it falls as well. Right. Um, But it's not, I mean, that building, you can actually see it. It was burning for eight hours that day and then just finally collapses. Mm. Um, So that kind of, you know, you might think of that as an anomaly or a hole. Likewise... There's a claim that uh, steel melts at a much higher temperature than what burning jet fuel burns at. Right. And so the thought is that jet fuel could not have brought these buildings down. It had to be something else. Right. Right. So so here's kind of one thing that conspiracy theories do. They, they identify anomalies and try to fill in the gaps. Right. I think another thing they do is... 
conspiracy theories are kind of the uh, the modern day equivalent of think of the ancient Greek gods, right? When things like earthquakes happened or terrible mm. things happened, right? This couldn't be just the result of chance or a few bad people. There had to be some larger cosmic order that brought this about. Okay. Right? And so then things like Zeus and Athena and all these gods are kind of implicated as well. You know, there was a love battle in, right. among the gods right. or somebody's angry at you. And, and so you get this kind of cosmic order. Um, and conspiracies do the same thing. Mm. It's, you know, it's not, it can't just be that 12 or, you know, a dozen or so angry guys in the Middle East could wreak this kind of havoc on the United States. That's just not satisfying enough. Right? <laughs> but it's if you got, kind it's of, got, because they're because the Middle East people are so technologically backwards. I don't think so, it's that. I think it's more the number. It's that it's, that oh, a dozen okay. people couldn't do this to the United States. But but if the FBI is involved and the Bush administration is involved and the CIA is involved, suddenly now you've got the kind of what we would think of as all right. Here's a respectable group of people with lots of power. Right. That's the kind of group that could do something to the United okay. States. Um, okay. And then the last thing I think that that conspiracies do that are really attractive is I think they tap into that kind of almost romantic or titillating experience of you know somebody tells you everything you've known about X is wrong and in fact right there's been this mysterious cover up and I'm going to reveal the truth to you right, right. so something like Shakespeare right Shakespeare didn't write his plays mm. the idea right I mean the thought is everything you've been told about Shakespeare all your life and what everybody buys is actually wrong it was in fact right this kind of um uh, cover-up story where somebody wanted to kind of become big and famous and so they stole the plays or they stole them from a bunch of different people right or the, uh, or or the Rich aristocracy guy right. can't be seen to be doing something as low as theater, and suddenly, yeah. so, so he has to let somebody else take the credit for his exactly. plays. Even and so, I think that's that's it's it's intriguing, and people are drawn to oh, that's that's fascinating, right, right. And the person who's doing the telling of this new story gets to be the I told you so that's guy. Right. I was the be... one who know. I wasn't. I haven't been fooled like all of you. Right, right. It's almost prophetic. It's almost a yeah, prophet. Yeah, I mean, there is position. an element of that. Speak, so a nice example of that, I was at the dog park over near Liberty Park just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, and this guy, I didn't bring it along, this guy comes into the dog park, he has dogs, but he also has flyers. And he's passing out flyers <laughs> telling people about 9-11 and how the government's keeping you down and how all the big um, television broadcasting networks are really? in on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, amazing. Right, and he's kind of tell your friends, you know, right. There was this sense of, he was, there was this, there was this um, kind of prophetic uh, missionary aspect to what he was oh, doing. That's amazing. And felt obligated to go out and you know inform the public. Probably spend his own money on the flyers. Oh yeah, you could tell they were just they were typos and they were printed right off of oh. uh, his own printer. Yeah, you're gonna have to get me that. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'll see give that. you a copy. I'm gonna have to see that flyer. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. If 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 we do get it, we'll try and post it on thinkautomatheist.com. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So did you talk with him for a while or? Well, so it seems like that's it's like it's like. The, the guy that's right up your alley wanders up to you at the right. dog park. But I think this is also what kind of goes... So, right, we talked about some of the things that are attractive about, about conspiracy theories that give this sense of completeness, they're, they're romantic, right? right? Um, 
the, what goes against them, I think, is often when you encounter these people, right, they just seem paranoid and <laughs> radical right. and um, unhinged a little bit, right? And, and oftentimes they pull together things that just don't seem like they should be pulled together. Right. And so I think it's that kind of, it's very easy to dismiss these people as, oh, this is just a conspiracy theory. And this is, I think a lot of people have said that, right? This is just a conspiracy theory. Right. And there's, there's the, these characters like this. I mean, he looked like he was virtually homeless. Um, you know, Len Credence to that idea. Sure. And as a testament to that, in fact, so I didn't talk to him. I just thought this wasn't the right place for that. But one of the other people at the dog park went over there and berated the guy. Right. And told him, this isn't the place for this. Get your flyers out of here. I don't want to talk to you. Nobody wants to talk to you. Wow. So, you know, it was this violent reaction to somebody who was, as you said, kind of, you know, uh, witnessing and, and spreading the word. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is that that person would be probably more tolerant if he were going and spewing some some religion to people. Do you think? Uh, so, Ray, if somebody came there and was just kind of handing out pamphlets about... Uh, about the four-square church that's across the street. Right, right, right. Or yeah. something. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's the question. Is, is it a violent reaction to the content or... The, the way the message is, is being uh, deployed. Yeah. Um, and my sense from the guy who got really upset was, it was, this isn't the kind of place where you do that. Something. And it wasn't okay. conspiracy theory. Fair enough. But it was that missionary aspect. I was, a uh, uh, couple summers ago, I was at, at Liberty Park. Yeah. So right across the street sure. from where you're talking about. And uh, a bunch of, it was a summertime, and a bunch of um, born-again Campers. It was it was it was teens uh, who had who were going to a, a born again camp. Mm -hmm. Were there performing like dances that they had that they had created in right. the camp? And so this was like the end of the camp, uh... going out and witnessing at people. Okay, sort of thing. And so, of course, I wandered over and and, and watched what they did, and, and you know it was cute. It was an obvious message and whatever. And then I, the counselor. That, of course, what what they do is like they finish abruptly and then like bolt at all the people watching to go and witness to you specifically and right. say and you know they're very friendly and they're right. very nice and stuff and so they came over to me before I had a chance to escape and I I guess I know what you're saying about like you don't really necessarily want to engage these people even if you're fascinated by by the topic right. that, that they're bringing up. Yeah, you're more like an anthropologist kind of just observing. Right, right. And when they engage you, it becomes very uncomfortable <laughs> and you're right. just like, uh... <laughs> and I did talk to this guy and I like started to ask him like questions that I had about the Bible just to see what his answers would be. Yeah. And of course they have very, very pat answers to everything, including just flat out denial mm -hmm. of certain things. Even though this guy knew his Bible backwards and forwards, I start to present him with contradictions and he just... Wasn't like, having it. Right, yeah. I mean I was I I was asking him if he was a Bible literalist and he said yes. And I said, So how do you reconcile the fact that the first two books of the Bible are basically contradicting accounts of the creation? Right. And he just he was like, No, they're not. And I said, Well, yeah, like the creation happens in different order and it, and he's like, No, it doesn't. Hmm. Oh, okay. That's great. Well, so I think you are getting at something that it seems to me is similar between your kind of run-of-the-mill conspiracy theorist and somebody who, whatever the religious bent, is evangelical. Mm. And that is, 
I think you're right. There's this sense that they have access to privileged information mm. and others, th- the world is dangerous if this message doesn't get out. Right. right. And it could be their souls are in danger or it could be, you know, um, uh, the the existence of freedom and liberty is in danger. Right. And so there is this sense of we need to kind of inform the folk so that they can be aware of Satan or right. uh, the secret Illuminati. Take your pick. The whole proselytizing notion yeah. of... I mean, and I guess that is part of it, is that with conspiracy theorists, they do... It's not like they they want to keep it to themselves. It's not like they're like, oh, I've discovered this thing. Because if they thought about it, there's nothing they can do about it. Mm. You know, if if the guy that approached you in the dog park like really sat down and thought is there anything that I can do to stop the CIA to, to stop the CIA assassinating the next president right yeah, yeah. He, he knows he can't right well, I guess I he think... feels like he has to raise awareness so that yeah. so if enough people know then 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 we can put a stop to it right or I think the thought is and this is probably the same thing when Santorum's talking about Satan right it's that whether whether your fear is of Satan or of some secret cabal that is kind of playing puppet master and bringing things about both of these um, entities thrive on uh, ignorance of the actual goings on mm. right and so and if we can just be aware that that Satan has these plans then we can more actively fight against that and if we can just be aware that um, you know the CIA is assisting in uh, making it look like Obama was born in the United States when in fact he wasn't, then they won't be able to get away with these things anymore. Mm. So it's this kind of cry for transparency and collective awareness so that we're not you know susceptible to these to these games. Right. But as in the case of the birthers with Obama, transparent real transparency doesn't work for them. Yeah, the kind of transparency that they're calling for doesn't exist. Yeah. so that's another thing that I think is interesting about <coughs> conspiracy theories, <coughs> excuse me. Oftentimes, any evidence against it is very easily manipulated into evidence for it. Mm. And so, and the reason is because, well, if there's this secret cabal that's trying to bring about things, then of course they're trying to lead us astray with all sorts of different, you know, uh, uh, misleads. Um, <laughs> and so, a very nice example of this was, as you might recall, right when the when the Obama administration finally decided. <clears throat> that they would release the long-form birth certificate. Right. And this was supposed to be the final word. And then uh, a bunch of kind of birthers continued and said, well, wait a second, if you look at how this font is used <laughs> or right, what's going on in this upper-hand corner or what the signature, you know, there's kind of two different pens for these signatures. Um, this is obvious evidence that this was a forgery. <laughs> and so then the kind of the technical people that, you know, work with PDFs or are familiar with, you know what how what birth certificates in Hawaii 50 years ago look like they say you know no actually this can be accounted for by a b c and d right right so then you actually i should have brought this quote then the person uh the birther comes back and says well this of this was this is planned all along they they intentionally <laughs> put in they intentionally put in these kind of right. easily Disprovable forgeries, <laughs> so that we would come along and charge forgery, and then they would and we'll look like idiots. That's They're right. Just trying but to, this was planned all it's along. It's a trick. That's right. This, you know what that reminds me of is is the uh, the uh, and I know that you were raised with this belief, the six thousand year, the young Earth belief, right? Um, 
And what's brilliant about the young Earth belief is when you confront them with things like, what about dinosaur bones? Right. And they say, they say, aha, God planted those to throw you off the trail. Right. Or to challenge your faith. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, so that's another thing that kind of, once you have that higher level um, kind of malicious design, then anything that, that kind of is a knock against can immediately be twisted into a, a, a knock for because you, just you can say jam it into the an, into as evidence for exactly your this is just this is exactly what you would expect if a conspiracy was happening or this is exactly what you would expect <laughs> if God was you know kind of challenging our faith <laughs> well thank you Jim Tabry thanks for having me uh, we really appreciate it and uh, Franklin I'm going to throw it back to you in the studio well alright well thank you Dan yeah. for doing that um, before leaving town and uh, and thank you, Adam. For this has been in. awesome. I've had a, any any time that that somebody's absent, I'd love to do this. It's oh. a lot of fun. All right, yeah, cool. We yeah. will take you up on that. Okay, I think that. Uh, yeah, we, we should. Yeah. Okay. Thank God, I'm atheist now. Has a fill-in host. There you go. Ooh. And can I plug? Can I plug mine? If anybody's yeah, interested yeah. in absolutely. Uh, in any movie, uh, a movie review show, a very nerdy, hmm. silly movie review show, uh, I do one with a friend of mine who's also named Adam, and it's you can find that at a damn movie podcast um, dot com. Uh, we're also on iTunes and all that good stuff. And right, vote cool. for uh, Thank God I'm Atheist uh, on iTunes. Also, they could use some more good reviews. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Huh. All yeah. right. Yeah, check it out. Uh, it's a fun podcast. And uh, where's my notes? Uh oh, we're off, tra- off track again. Oh no! Off script. Off script at the beginning. Oh. Off script at the end. <laughs> All right. And of course, just like always, if you do want to join or add your voice to the conversation, it's four two four six 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 T G I A. That's four two four six 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 T G I A or eight four four two. Yeah. Uh, look at yeah. that. Yeah. I've called it uh, a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> and, uh, and that's a voicemail box. So for those of you who might be new to the show, um, you just leave a message and, uh, and then we play your message. Yeah, on, you can't call the... in real time because this is – Yeah. It won't, it won't work. And you wouldn't want to call when you'll we're be, recording it anyways, Yeah, because then so. it will be an episode later. Yeah. And it's a, just a vortex. Uh-huh. It's a paradox. Yeah. A paradox. And uh, always you can email us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye.